Radio Theater Project. Radio Theater Project. A radio drama series featuring comedy, science fiction, and mystery. 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 Old stories and new. Radio Theater Project. Theater of the mind for today. Beware of Captain Sharky. Where he goes, death follows. His cannons are fatal. His cutlass is sharp. His greed knows no bounds. Beware of Captain Sharky. Where he goes, death follows. He toys with women like a demon. His men dare not cross him. This is the bloody and violent tale of the pirate Captain Sharky, Scourge of the Caribbean. Written by Arthur Conan Doyle. Adapted for radio by Sandra Hamilton. I'm in here, Broadmoor, in my office. Join me and we'll have some sherry. Expecting company, Governor? I've got an appointment with none other than Stephen Craddock. The Puritan turned pirate turned farmer? One and the same, James. I dare say that's unusual. But whatever for? The happy delivery is careening at Torbeck on the southwest of Espanola. Sharky is buccaneering with four of his men on the outlying island of Lavash. I have received this news from a man who escaped Sharky's clutches, missing his nose. <laughs> He's lucky he got away at all. <laughs> yes, lucky. An ugliest sin to begin with, so the loss of a nose won't make much difference to his looks. <laughs> Poor chap. <laughs> that Sharky has always been a menace, but he's become very bold lately. Yes, it's looking like I'll have to do something about him if I don't want to lose the governorship. The nearest man of war is all the way in Jamestown, and it's too slow to catch your mother in a dinghy. Here we sit in the governor's mansion, and we've not got enough guns or men to take him. That's why I've agreed to meet with this Craddock fellow. That'll be him just now. I've been told he's got the merchant's support and has already compiled an arsenal. Mr. Stephen Craddock to see you is appointed. Come in, Craddock. Uh, come in. Uh, you know who I am, and uh, this is Commandant James Bradmore. Governor. Commandant. I shall be blunt. I am well aware of my reputation in America, and no doubt, so are you. They called me a pirate and a murderer. I'll tell you now, there's no call to fear me. Sir, I am a changed man. (laughs) Do tell us. What has brought about this change? It was through the ministration of Reverend John Simon. Sir, if your spirit should be in need of quickening, you should find a very sweet savior in his discourse. You came here to speak of Sharky, Mr. Craddock. If I can destroy him, it will be a goodly deed, and one which may atone for my many backslidings in the past. A plan has been given to me whereby I may encompass his destruction. This will be a dangerous task, Mr. Craddock. If I meet my death, it may be that it will cleanse the memory of an ill-spent life. I have much to atone for. What is your plan? The happy delivery, Sharky's Bark, comes from this very port in Kingston. It belonged to a Mr. Codrington before it was seized by Sharky. <laughs> Much is common knowledge. Did you know that Mr. Codrington had also built her a sister ship, the White Rose? Save for a single white stripe, none could tell the two ships apart. Ha! 
Uh, what of that? By the help of it, this man shall be delivered into our hands. I will paint over the white stripe and make it all things like the happy delivery. Well, what then? I shall sail for La Veche, where this man is slaying the wild oxen. When he sees me, he will surely mistake me for his own vessel, come to pick him up after cleaning. He will come aboard to his own undoing. You have a crew and guns? I do, sir. All I need is the vessel and a bit of time to arrange it to make her look like her sister. We'll smoke the yards, paint over the stripe, and put a patch in the topsail. That should fool anyone. You've my blessing and my backing, Craddock. Take this letter to Codrington and send me the bill. We've been anchored here for two days, Captain Craddock, and there's no sign of them. Not even a signal. I was certain they're still in Lavache. We'll have to go ashore. We need to be sure that they're there at least. Assemble a small party and provision the boat. Aye, sir. You, Singleton, James, Smitty, start preparing for our shore excursion. Captain Craig and I will be going with you lot. The rest of you stay here and try to look like pirates. Aye, Bullock. I've got pistols and long guns for each man. Shall I load extra powder and shot? Aye, double what you're thinking. Make sure you bring your cutlasses and daggers, too. She's got food and water for three days for five men. Ready to launch, sir? Mr. Bullock, you and Smitty go around that side. Singleton, climb that rock and have a look. James, come with me and we'll see if there's a sign of a trail on this side. We'll meet up at their empty camp. That looks like a trail there, going up into them hills, sir. Aye, so it does. Maybe four or five of them a couple of days ago, nothing newer. I'd say they either went in after more meat or they've got us figured out. Really no way to tell. We'll risk it and go up after them. No son of them down low. I still meet drawing on the rack. So the ship hasn't been here yet. Must have gone up to hunt more oxen. Always heard that Sharky likes to lay a good store and not have to go to port for provisions. Who's that? Toshu. Looks like a Carib Indian and a shabby one at that. What the hell's happening to you, old man? Them pirates, they took my daughter and granddaughter and they beat me. If you're looking for them, I'll take you to them. He's bloody and torn up, all right. Look at his back. They got another camp up high. Have some more rum, man. And tomorrow you will lead us there. Smitty, tend to his wounds as best you're able. They definitely went through here. Besides, footprints, look at the ox bones in a pile. Not like an animal would leave them. The camp is just over the rise, but I don't hear them or see any smoke. They must be out hunting now. We'll wait for them. Come on, we'll hunker down in these bushes until they get back. Captain, we've been here in this bloody jungle all night now, and there's still no sign of any of them. Me bum is covered in bug bites. If they aren't here by tomorrow, we'll head back to the White Rose. 
Rub some mud on your arse until then. We can have another look around for Sharky and his men on the way down. Captain Craddock, the Indian says he's going to go look for his daughter and granddaughter. He says they left him signs, and he thinks they made an escape, and they're deep into the jungle by now. I don't like it. He seems all right, but he could have just brought us here for an ambush. We better get down to the ship right away. Well, lads, there she is, the White Rose, right where we left her. Sharky and his men must have gone deep into the jungle or else they just set it up to look like they were still on the island. If they got wind of us, they would have took the happy delivery out to see dies again. Blast it all! Someone was on that island less than three days ago. You saw the boot prints in the camp. Er, you're back from the island. No luck then. His camps were empty, but he may come down to us yet. <laughs> I think the men had best stay in the boat. How is this, Master Herd? What mean you by giving orders aboard my ship? It's not the White Rose, sir. This is the Happy Delivery. They captured us just after nightfall, the same day you went ashore. Sharky! <laughs> you fool! You poor dull-witted fool! Would you match yourself against me? You bloody pirates! Shut your gob, you fool! It's no use fighting, Craddock. You'll never best us all. Bloody good show, Captain Craddock. But I'm afraid my man is right. Go to hell! <laughs> Galloway, stove that boat in with cold shot and leave his men in the water for the sharks. Now, Craddock, you know that you're on my ship and you're at my mercy. I knew you for a stout seaman, you rogue, before you took to this longshore canton. Go to hell, Sharky. Your hands are no cleaner than my own. Will you sign articles as your shipmate, Mr. Hurd, has done and join us? Or shall I heave you over to follow your ship's company? Where is my ship? Scuttled in the bay. And the hands? In the bay, too. Save this one. Hawk him and heave him over, Galloway. No. Wait. You can do better with the hound. Sink me if this is not a rare plan. Throw him in the sail room in irons, Ned. Then come here and I'll tell you my plan. Here's rum and biscuits. It's at the risk of me own life, Master Craddock, that I bring them to you. It was you who trapped me and caught me in this snare, Herd. How shall you answer for what you have done? What I did, I did with the point of a knife betwixt my blade bone. God forgive you for a coward, Joshua Herd. How came you into their hands? Why, Master Craddock, the pirate ship came back from careening the very day you left us. They laid us aboard... And short-handed as we were, the best man ashore with you, we could offer but a poor defense. The men? Some were cut down, and they were the happiest. The others were killed afterwards, as to me, I saved my life by signing on with him. And they scuttled my ship? They scuttled her, and then Sharky and his men, who'd been watching from the brushwood, came off to the ship. His main yard had been cracked and fished last voyage. 
so he had suspicions of us, seeing that ours was whole. Then he thought of laying the same trap for you, which you had set for him. Uh, how came I not to see that fished main yard? Whither are we bound? We are running north and west. North and west? Then we are running back to Jamaica. With an eight-knot wind. Have you heard what they mean to do with me? I have not heard, but if you would sign the articles... Enough, Joshua Heard. I have risked my soul too often. As you wish. I have done what I could. Farewell. By God, that hurts. One hand free. And bleeding after only a night and a day. Slowing down. Must be close to shore. What on earth does he mean to do? That's a signal gun. They're not being fired on, but saluted? Must be another bloody pirate ship out there. I've got to free myself if I'm to have a chance. Blast it! Here they come. Better cover up and act like I'm still chained. Get up, Craddock! Get his leg irons off. I'll leave his hands. He's safer that way. Come on out, then. Onto the deck with you. You're flying the Union Jack? Ay, <laughs> so are they. That's what I call a welcome home now. Fancy the merchants and the governor himself coming out on the sloop all decorated in British colors and full of important people out to welcome us home. Won't they be surprised when they reckon it's you, but then they seize us? <laughs> Bring him forward! Keep the ports closed, but clear away the port guns and stand by for a broadside. Another two cable links and we'll have that sloop. They're inching away. I think they smell us. That'll soon set right. Craddock, get out front where they can recognize you. Wave your hat to them. Quick, or your brains will be all over your coat. Put an inch of your knife in him, Ned. Ow! He's a stubborn one. Here, have another inch of knife, Craddock. Oh! Ow! My bloody eye! Hey, hey, shoot him! Stop him! Give, give me a musket, now, before he swims away! Turn back soon, Sir Edward! It's a trap! It's Sharky! The sloop's turning back under the full sail! Aye, but I got that bastard, Craddock! Turn around, lads! Time to go! That was a close one, James. I wonder what Sharky is doing right now. Bloody hell, Captain! We've been anchored here three whole days now, and not a single ship on the horizon. Not so much as a tiny fishing boat. Mm, the crew of the next vessel we take shall answer to me for keeping us waiting for so blasted long, Ned. And as for you, if you mention it one more time, I'll cut you like a pig. I'll lay down a card already! Take you for villains! I see well that if I don't shoot one of you from time to time, you'll forget the man I am! What do you mean by entering my cabin like it's the damned whapping alehouse? Hey, Captain Sharky, it is even talk such as this which has set us by our ears. We have had enough of it. And more than enough. There be no mates aboard a pirate craft. And so the bosun, and the gunner, and the quartermaster are the officers. Did I bloody gainsay it? You have missed 
called us and mishandled us before the men, and we scarce know at the moment why we should risk our lives in fighting for the cabin against the forecastle. Uh, uh, this is sad talk. The two stout fellows who have emptied many a bottle and cut many a throat with me should now fall out over nothing. Let the steward bring cups and drown all unkindness between us. Tis no time for drinking, Captain Sharky. The men are holding council around the mainmast, and may be off at any minute. They mean mischief, and we have come to warn you. Sink them for rascals, then! What have I gutted one or two of them, they may hear reason. There are forty of them under the lead of Sweetlocks, and on the open deck they would surely cut you to pieces. Here, within the cabin, it may be that we can hold them off at the points of our pistols. Captain Sharkey, I come as a spokesman for the crew. So I've heard, Sweetlocks. I may live to rip you the length of your vest for this night's work. That is as it may be, Captain Sharkey. But if you will look up and you will see that I have those at my back who will not see me mishandled. Cursed if we do. Well then, what would you have? The men think you are the devil himself. There will be no luck for them whilst they sail the sea and such company. We once did two or three craft a day, and every man had woman and dollars to his liking. Now for a long week we have not raised a sail, or have taken never a vessel since we passed the Bahama Bank. Also, they know that you killed Jack Bartholomew, the carpenter, by beating his head with a bucket, so that each one of us goes in fear of his life. Also, the rum is given out, and we are hard put to it for liquor. Also, you sit in your cabin, whilst it is in the articles that you should drink and roar with the crew. For all these reasons, it had been this day in general meeting decreed. A craft! A craft! A great craft! And close to board us! All hands! Man your stations! Looks like a foreigner to these parts. She's coming right for us. It ain't no man of war, then. Light me Latin, boy, and fetch the glass! Aye, Captain. That there's a merchant rig, right, sure? Swing round the foyer! Got them down where they stand, boys! My eyes! Ah! I'll cut your throats, you scurvy dogs, before I throw each of you over. Aye, Ned! That's the old spirit, mate! No! This here's the captain of the merchant ship Portobello. What's your name? I'm Captain James Hardy, master, and this vessel is bound from London to Kingston, Jamaica, with a haul of cotton goods and hoop iron. Ugh, we ain't interested in no cotton goods and hoop iron, but I'll take the keys to the strong box over there, and I'm sure there's a good deal of wine and jewelry on board, judging by the passengers you've got. Captain Sharkey, we get all their rings and trinkets. Here's a strong box. It's a heavy son of a gun, too. Open her up, Ned. Ho, ho! There's thousands of guineas in here, Captain. Looks like they done well in London town. We'll be sure to thank them and recall their generosity at the memorial. Start throwing them over. Sweetlocks, you and Galloway, hamstring them on their way over. The rest of you, stow the hull aboard the happy delivery and then we'll sink this hulk. Please! Please, oh no, please! I'll do anything you want. But please do! 
Oh, mercy, you hussy. You're surely a good 20 years too old for that. You murdering pirates will swing by your necks! Now, now, Captain Hardy. One skipper should show courtesy to another, and sink me if Captain John Sharky will be behind in good manners. I've held you to the last, as you see, where a brave man should be. So now, my bully, you've seen the end of them and may step over with an easy mind. So I shall, Captain Sharky, for I've done my duty so far as my power lay. But before I go over, I should say a word in your ear. Ugh, be to soften me, you may save your breath. You have kept us waiting here for three days, and curse me if one of you shall live. Nay, it is to tell you what you should know. You have not yet found what is the true treasure aboard this ship. Not found it? Sink me, but I'll slice your liver, Captain Hardy, if you do not make good your words. Where is this treasure you speak of? It is not a treasure of gold, but it is a fair maid, which may be no less welcome. She's locked in the cabin aft of mine. And why was she not with the others? She is the only daughter of the Count and Countess Ramirez, whom you have murdered. Her name is Inez Ramirez, and it's chance that she was found to have formed an attachment to one far beneath her rank aboard the ship. So her parents constrained me to confine her. Why are you telling me this? Indeed, you are a most bloody rascal, and you will surely be gallows meat in this world, and hell's meat in the next. But you may spare her drowning in a locked cabin. To hell with all of you! Well, I'll be damned. Galloway, grab an axe and follow me. You weren't lying about the little aft cabin. <laughs> and you were being truthful about the maid as well. She is a beauty. Come on out now, darling. We won't hurt you much. Por favor, señor. Ah! Tis the rover's brand, lass, that he marks his use. Take her into the cabin and use her well. Now, Hardys, get her underwater and out to our luck once more. It's me, Red, Captain. Come in, come in. Have you got your cards? Aye, Captain. And a jug of fine wine from our late friends. They ain't all departed. Not just yet. Oh, that's right, gents. And I've recently invited Miss Ramirez to join us. She should be arriving momentarily. Here she is, Captain. Deal him in, Galloway. Sit down, sweet locks, and have a pull off the jug. Come here, girl. Oh, for God, this is a lass of spirit. She was born to be a rover's bride. Come, my bird, and drink to our better friendship. Article 6. All bonarobas in common. Aye, we hold you to that, Captain John Sharkey. It is so writ in Article 6. I'll cut the man into ounces who comes betwixt us. Sit here upon my knee and place your arm around me so. <sighs> Sink me if she has not learned to love me at sight. Tell me, my pretty, why were you so mishandled and laid in the bilbos aboard yonder craft? No inglese. No, no inglese. Oh, curse me if she's not a lass of metal. She don't know no English, but she speaks the language of love for sure. Look at her fondling me face and playing with me hair. I tell you, lads, the woman wants me. Look at her hand, Captain! For the Lord's sake, look at her hand! Uh, I'll whip her! She has us all! Curse her! Not me! She ain't touched me! She was struck in my beard, but that's all of me she touched, and I'll shave it off. Get her out of here! Now! How am I supposed to do that? Use your cutlass, Galloway. Point it at her and she'll move. Come on, senorita. Back down to the hold. Let's go! 
She's been in the hold and up here is all. But tainted or no, we shall never know a moment's peace until a year is up and the time of danger passed. Poor God, that merchant skipper has left his mark on us. It's easy to see now that her corruption broke forth in a journey. On that save throwing her over, they had no choice but to board her up until they should come to a port with a Lazarus. Is there any chance for me? Cotton Sharky, it would be an ill deed to speak you false. The taint is on you. No man on whom the leper scales have rested is ever clean again. Captain, we've held a council to decide your fate. The lot of us were elected to tell you. Sink you all for villains! Would you dare cross my haws? Stand out, Sweetlocks, and I will lay you open! Here, Galloway, Martin, stand by me and lash the dogs to their kennel! We all... Get the line around him and tie it tight. Get them pistols off him. Uh. Captain John Sharkey, you have mishandled many of us, and you have now pistol John Masters, besides killing Bartholomew the Carpenter by braining him with a bucket. All this might have been forgiven you, but now we have heard of this Bonaroba on board, and we know that you are poisoned to the marrow, and that while you rot, there will be no safety for any of us, but that we shall all be turned into filth and corruption. Therefore, John Sharkey, we rovers of the happy delivery and council assembled have decreed that while there be yet time, before the plague spreads, you shall be set adrift in a boat to find such a fate as fortune may be pleased to send you. There's some provisions and a knife in the dinghy. You should be able to get free of the lines by the time we've sailed clear yet. Cast her off! Nay, hold a moment, Master Sweetlocks. What of the wench? Is she to bide aboard and poison us all? Send her off with her mate! Aye, send her off! Drive her up here into the dinghy with your pike, Joshua. Perros! Perros ingleses! Lepero! Lepero! Good luck, Captain! God speed on your honeymoon! Bon voyage! This was Captain Sharky, Scourge of the Caribbean, written by Arthur Conan Doyle, adapted for radio by Sandra Hamilton. In the cast was David Anderson as Captain Sharky, Philip Prodome as Stephen Craddock, Les Browning as Bill Bullock, James Anderson as Ned Galloway, John Monk as Joshua Hurd, Innocencio Valderrama as Marcus Sweetlocks, Roy Nessel as Red Foley. Other parts played by Dave Johnson, Dave Van Meer, Joseph McGuire, Jeff Gowan, Laura Brisbane, Daniel Bunce, Zanny Valderrama, Daryl Morgan, Carla Ayala, and members of the cast. I'm your announcer, Charles McDonald. Sound design and dialogue editing, Jay Charles. Production assistant, Irma Bode. Directed by Dave Johnson. Recording engineer, Tristan Johnson. Recording technician, Jessica Chambers. Produced by Joseph C. McGuire. Recorded at KSVR Studios in Melbourne, Washington. This is a Radio Theater Project presentation. This program is supported with a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.